post All-Star Reds Apocalypse. I'm Jeff. I'm John the Bald Guy. And I'm Kim. And we are three old Reds fans coming to you from Studio 82 just down the street from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville and the birthplace and final resting place of Bumpus Jones. Tom's excuse for not being here has something to do with being on vacation. Yep. And I'm jealous, at least because I'm sure he's got a lake view that is light years better than the view we've had of the Reds the past four days. Um, we've caught on an old friend and racquetball player extraordinaire, yes. according to Kim. Yes. And, of course, a fellow Reds fan uh, by the name of John Helmick. Welcome to Doctor, the show, John. Dr. John Helmick. Dr. John Helmick. unlike Dr. Johnny Fever, the doctorate <laughs> is earned. The doctorate is earned. <laughs> So, John, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, so, uh, just introduce yourself to our fans, our fans, a little bit about uh, you know your Reds fandom. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, I grew up here in, in Cedarville, actually, and um, the first time I remember, um, see, I came from a, a non-sports family, so um, I was kind of left to. Uh, uh, tackle my sports fandom uh, myself, but I remember in uh, the first time watching the Reds was in the 1975 World Series, uh-huh. and we had a tiny little black and white TV, and I don't know why it was on because we never watched sports, and uh, but I and the Reds obviously were playing in the 75 World Series, and um, and I didn't really I knew enough about baseball. At that age, being eight or nine, and uh, but I'd never watched it on TV before, and I was enthralled. I was standing there watching the TV, <laughs> and I never sat down. That's awesome. And ever since then, I've been a Reds fan. I grew up listening to Marty and Joe. I would I would listen to the radio as often as I could, and it's just it's in my blood. Um, and uh, and my well, not favorite that it matters. Red. Do you remember what game it was that you had on the no, TV in your come own? Okay. No, okay. I don't even remember that. Okay. But, uh, and I don't even remember if, if it wasn't game seven. I, I don't even remember the next game if I watched the next game or anything like that. But my favorite player was Pete Rose. I tried to hair, grow my hair All long right. like him. I like this guy. That's yes. my favorite player. Yeah, 14's always on my uh, passwords, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you made the hacker's job a little bit easier yeah, there, right. John. That's right. So we got two Rose fans. And of course, our other two guys here, Kim and, and Tom, they, 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 they're they partial to uh, Mr. Bench. Mr. Bench, that's right. Yes. And um, um, he's right there. He's in my top five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, cool. Cool. So then uh, just after that, growing up, just – getting a chance to go to some games eventually or oh yeah yeah we went to you know i never did go to crosley but um you know riverfront all the time there was a time though i hate to admit this but my cousins lived in st louis and there was a oh, time oh. where i thought i was a reds missionary <laughs> and i because i went to bush stadium more times than i went to riverfront yeah. or synergy field and uh but that's always fun, and back then, I'm you know you don't hate the Cardinals as much as you do now. But. <laughs> that's true. Right. That's yeah. true. Well, cool. Cool. Well, we had some exciting event yesterday. Um, uh, as we you know we've talked about Bumpus Jones, and he's from Cedarville, and 
he threw the Reds' first no-hitter, and it was his major league debut back in 1892, and then his career went was precipitously downhill <laughs> after that. It's about as downhill as fast as you can go. And I heard, uh, did Tom say, or who, who said that because of that year they moved the pitching? Yeah, it was fit, yeah. 55 feet 6 inches, I think, and up until 1892, and then it went back 5 feet. Um, so then maybe that had something to do with it. So... But throw your calibration off. Yeah, so I went out looking for the for the uh, to, over to North Cemetery, looking for uh, his grave site on Saturday. I had a picture of it that I found online, and um, I thought the thing was really low to the ground. Turns out it's about ten inches high the the stone, um, and so then I got another picture. I'm like, oh, okay, now I now I can find it. So I went out Sunday afternoon, found it like in three minutes. I'm driving. I take some pictures of it and do a little video, which is on our. I'll tell you about that in a second. And I'm driving home, which is takes two minutes. And Kim calls me because I had sent him a text with the video and a couple of pictures. He says, "Where are you?" And he says, "I'm right over here. I'm I'm driving home." He says, "Well, I'm just leaving campus over here." I, so I turned around. We went out there and we found it. We found it again and took some pictures and stuff. So on our YouTube page. And you can get to it from our Twitter, which is three old Reds at three old Reds fans, or our Facebook page, which just search three old Reds fans on Facebook, or just on YouTube, you can search three old Reds fans. And there's a video there of us showing where it is. And then we did a lot on episode six of the podcast. So I just played, I just used some of that audio to explain who Bumpus Jones is in that video, put it up there. So go watch that. It's kind of fun. You can see where it is. Um, so we had a good time with that. So what did you, what did you, uh, you were so excited when I found it? Well, I, I, I told Jeff, I said, this, this is like when I, w- I used to live in Greenville, South Carolina. <clears throat> I said, this is like when I took my daughters to see, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson's burial site. Of course, they had no clue what was going on. And <laughs> here I'm just excited to be there. And on Shoeless Joe Jackson, there, there's money, there's uh, a baseball bat, a bobblehead doll, People are always leaving baseball memorabilia at his site. So, you know, it was a little lonely there. It was a little lonely. Maybe we need to leave a little so something maybe there. maybe we should leave a little memorabilia there. Um, I got a Joey Votto bobblehead without the bat in his hands. It broke off. <laughs> so it's not worth anything. Yeah, right. You might as well put it out there. Yeah. yeah. He could, that's somebody Bumpus could get out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, if, and I, uh, when I found it, it was... It's right in the middle of the cemetery, and you've probably been out there. Um, And and I looked at it, and I thought, you know, if this was a ball field, this is about where the pitcher's mound would be. Hmm. So that would be kind of cool. So, But um, the 125th anniversary of his no-hitter is coming up in in October, and so I'm I'm looking on – I put some messages out on Facebook. There's a Cedarville page. And I would love to get more information about Bumpus. There's articles on Sabre.org and other places. Um, not much is known about him here in Cedarville, either before he played, when he played, or afterward. Um, he apparently was got sick and was in uh, uh, in Xenia somewhere, um, and then moved back to Cedarville about 1920 and lived here about 18 years. Um, Nobody knows much. So hopefully somebody will come through with some more information about him. It would be kind of cool to know at least a little something like, if anybody knows where he was born exactly or 
anything else, whether he ever lived, if they know of a house he ever lived in, anything would be interesting to know. So hopefully somebody will help us out with that. It's a mystery, Jeff. It's a mystery. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the case. <laughs> well, as I refer to this as our post-All-Star Reds apocalypse. Post. We're hunkered down here. Post-mortem. Exactly. What in the world the last four days? Did you get to watch any of it, John? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or did you, were you? <laughs> that's not really the <laughs> yeah. way to ask that question. Did you get to watch any of yeah. it? <laughs> did you subject yourself to any of that? Well, the ten to seven game, as we were talking before, you know, I was about ready to turn it off, but the, you know, and then it came alive in the bottom of the ninth inning. And, uh, Which is kind of what this team yeah. does. Yeah, it was ten to two, and then Scott put a put a five spot on them. But uh, well, today's game, at least we kept them under a touchdown. <laughs> Or add a touchdown. Right? Yeah. Or add a touchdown. No extra point. point. <laughs> no. Block the extra point, I think. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's not what we expected. You know, we thought, hey, pitching's getting better and we'll come out of the break and maybe win, you know, maybe yeah, split, real, at least split with them or something. Real disappointed in Homer's performance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this team can hit uh, the, you know, uh, Washington, but my goodness, you get shellacked like that. And every and it just wasn't Homer, everybody. We, we the whole pitching staff was getting yeah. rocked. Yeah, Lorenzen came in. and yeah. I mean, That 10-7 game, we might have pulled that game yeah. out if he hadn't blown up in, uh, in yep. his relief appearance. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So, Well, today on uh, – let's be positive here. <laughs> okay. Today, Wojciechowski we'll uh, pitched five strong innings, only gave up a run. Yeah. So if Feldman hadn't gotten injured, uh, maybe it would have been a little bit better of a ball game. Yeah. So who's next? Well, tomorrow is Sal Romano. Pitching against somebody by the name of Ray. So it's Ray Romano is the pitchers. Is, is it Robbie Ray, the, the all-star, yeah, by the way? Yeah, Everybody loves Ray. <laughs> and so John and I, on the way over here to the prestigious Studio 82 headquarters, we were talking about, all right, who's going to come up? And so, okay, do we have a figure? It's not going to be Tyler Molly. Keep him, keep him at Louisville. Yeah. But what about Stevenson? What about Cody Reed or Jackson Stevens? Do you bring up either of those three? And, you know, we were talking about Stevenson the last time he was up, and they moved him to the pen, and he didn't pitch for 13 days. But if you look at his numbers since he's been in Louisville, he's not walking batters. He's doing a good job of the, the walk-to-strikeout ratio. So it'll be, it will be interesting to see who they bring up. And whoever it is, someone's going to get more innings pitched at the major league well, my, level. My handy dandy <laughs> ESPN app here on my uh, Super iPhone 17 says that Sal Romano is going to be pitching tomorrow. Right. Right. Yeah. But so we know that for sure. We know for that sure. for sure. Yeah, and that Robbie Ray. But uh, I mean, I was but, really impressed with Romano's last yep. appearance. Yeah. I mean, he seemed to be attacking the hitters. Yep. Uh, the cowboy was really impressed on the on the on the broadcast um, that he's you know he didn't do that at the beginning back in April he didn't attack hitters and he was attacking the hitters. Well, I would think all these young guys, I mean, they all know that not every one of them is going to end up with a job in a res rotation. There's too many of them. I mean, I think that would just motivate me but, yeah. to be just to just you know go out there and attack. And, and just lay seize it all out the, on the line, the be aggressive, exactly, and not, you know, dink around and 
and and hope for the best. Just go out there and do it. Get after it. So hopefully that'll happen. I don't know. So who, I don't know. So who the, I don't know who the best choice is. So we say that, and and we all agree with that. But we know these guys know that too. Mm-hmm. We know these guys. There's this is a moment that I wouldn't have with a lot of organizations. And one thing that Tom, Norris Lake Tom, uh, since he's not here with us today, he's out in Tennessee. Norris Lake Tom would, has been impressed with what about Luis Castillo, his mental toughness. Thank and God. so there's got to be an edge that you've got to bring in, and you've got to block everything out. Yeah. You've got to block Nothing the, the large. Now, I was going to say the large crowds, but pitching in Cincinnati Day, it had been the large amount of open seats, empty seats. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you've yeah. got to block all that out, and you just got to – I used to tell my, my daughters when they played basketball, they played a lot of AAU ball, and when they get to games, I said, you forget, don't think of the moment. Think of your training. What are you trained to do when you're at the free throw line and the pressure's on? Ball rotation, up, break the wrist, ball barely over the front of the rim. Stay to the task at hand. So hopefully one of these guys will come in and do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got a great pitching coach down in Louisville, uh, you know, Ted, Ted Power, right? Yeah. And uh, – I don't know much about our, our bullpen coach or our pitching coach now, but you know Brian Price used to yeah. be that for years. Yeah. But so I, I I I just don't understand why you can have pitchers. You know, the minute we trade one of those guys, oh, or let them I go, know, I know. <clears throat> um, except that how, however, we have let go some good pitchers. Straley, he's doing all right this year. Straley's having a fun year. We take the return that we take the return of Castillo for him. Right, but then then you look at uh, Jumbo Diaz. uh, Latos went, and he we haven't missed him. He hasn't been. Quite on the DL now. Yeah, Leak. We haven't lost a Leak since they've traded him. And he's doing, he's doing doing bad. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. And And he but he did okay with Cincinnati as that four or five guy for years. Yeah. Yeah. I just think maybe we're maybe those guys are max. Their talent is max. Maybe there's nothing. I mean, even though all the experts have hope that they're going to break through that, and you know, you see windows of of you know greatness every yeah. now and then, but then bam, they have a horrible outing. Well, what's Garrett doing right now? I mean, is Good he question. Got, is he is he a Did, guy that they might is that, is that a guy they might bring up for Feldman? Good question. I've heard, uh, I've heard it. Might they? Sure, they might, but. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. He's the guy with the most big league experience, probably, of those guys at this I, point. I, I want to see him bring uh, Jackson Stevens up. Just reward him for that great first. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we will see. We will see. Well, let's talk about trade deadline a little bit. Um, before we do that, uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that um, uh, we're trying to beef up our podcast, go a little more high tech, give us the opportunity to get some guests on the phone and so forth, but we need better equipment for that. So uh, if you're if you're a loyal listener and uh, you'd like to help us out just a little bit, dollar a month, something like that, you can go to our Podbean site at threeoldredsfans.podbean.com. Can't really do this through the apps too much that you might be listening to us on, like, the, like your uh, iPhone podcast app or things like that. Um, but if you go to that site, click on where it says uh, Patron, and you can, you're welcome to help us out with that way. If you'd like to, that'd be great. Uh, you can get there also through our Twitter and Facebook pages. There's links there as well. Uh, keep on listening to us on your favorite on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. They'll automatically show up for you. 
And we're also on YouTube, Tumblr, Pinterest. Just search Three Old Reds Fans if you if you like those channels. Um, ask us some questions. Answer our trivia questions. We uh, put one out there today, and uh, one of our loyal listeners uh, gave a couple stabs at it, but uh, he didn't. Obviously, he didn't look it up. He thought he was going for it, and he didn't. He didn't quite get it. We'll reveal that later. So, um, but back to trade deadline. You know, I. Tom brought this up before he left, and he texted a couple of things, and uh, he was like, well, the Yankees need a first baseman and relievers, um, and, and they do. The um, uh, top starter um, that was sort of left was Carlos Quintana, and he went to the White Sox to the Cubs, uh, and actually had a really good first outing for the for the Cubs, and the Cubs gave up a lot of prospects. Yes, um, which we like to see. Yeah, that didn't, yeah that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Uh, the other starting pitcher out there that is probably most available now and in the offseason is Sonny Gray for the A's. He's got two years of team control for him. If you get him, he's got a 372 ERA, 346 for his career. The Indians apparently are very interested in him. Um, that's one thing. But I think the Reds are seen as more buyers or more sellers than buyers. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if they made a trade for a guy like that if you thought he could have a few good years not knowing what you get going to get out of the minors but or maybe we just wait i don't know what's going to happen but those are some guys that are available find some suckers out there for stevenson and (laughs) yeah you might you never know you don't know who you don't know who likes scouts and other organizations who they look at in the reds organization and really like you just don't know so well we we figured this year's dan straley was going to be scott feldman yeah. That's gone. That's gone. Yeah. DL. We had him. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who did it make sense to unload? Cozart, but shortstop demand is low, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Storin, who's not been pitching well lately all of a sudden. And the I Nationals have. just traded for a couple relievers. Yep. Ryan Madsen, remember that guy? Yeah. The guy, that, the, the guy, that's, the guy who made a role as Chapman a reliever. Cause that's, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. So, who knows what would have happened if that guy would have been healthy. So, they were talking about that on TV. Um Feldman in a final year, Storn in a final year, but Feldman's hurt now. All these guys are five million because it's only about like five million a year. So he's those not going to be. Huh? He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be. I don't yeah. know what he can get on the open market. Um the tradable contracts we have, you know, Iglesias. Um no, Iglesias has what? Another four years of player control? Through twenty one. Through twenty one or two twenty one. Um, he's his average salary is about 3.8 million right now through that. Hamilton is two and a half million through through 20. Jeanette two and a half million through 20. Singrani 1.8 through 20. And all the other guys on the team are pretty much around minimum, and they're all locked up. We got control of them through 21 anywhere from 21 to 23. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we got a lot that people want. No, well, it doesn't sound it, does it? People have been squawking about Iglesias and wanting him. But, you know, when you're rebuilding, you got to build around something. And exactly. You, you know, you can't let young guys like that where you have a lot of control left. Mm-hmm. Now, John, you say that, and I agree. I agree 100%. There is a fine line there. There's a yeah. balance. Where's that balance? And we were texting one night, and I said, I don't know. But we discussed last week. Would you trade, I propose this, I would trade Iglesias and Billy Hamilton to the Nationals for Victor Robles. 
their stud center fielder, top minor league prospect, with the hopes that Ariel Hernandez will continue to develop. Price has said Hernandez has the best fastball and curveball on the team. So, okay. Maybe, maybe. Robles is That's a five. Robles is a five tool center fielder. What, how old is he? 19, uh, 20? He's young. He's young. And I was you know the Nationals the like their number one draft picks. They got a whole oh lineup goodness, full of yeah. them. They <laughs> certainly do. Well, That's that, how bad they want Iglesias. That would be... A little bit less than they did a couple of days ago, probably. But but you saw that Price pitched him today and pitched him one other time. Did he stick him out there Yeah. get them thinking? It wasn't even a... Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe. Good Maybe. Point. Of course, they just traded for some relievers, but that doesn't mean they're done trading either. Right. That doesn't mean they're done trading by oh. any stretch. Is, there any, is anybody in the market for a shortstop? Not really. Not really. Uh, you know, that's the other question. Is, so, is, at his age, do we just bring him back and sign him, give him $10 million for a couple of years? Because I don't think he's going to get much more than that on the open market. Well, and you got Nick Senzel coming. Is, Senzel's going to be our, our starting third baseman within, what, 18 months at most. Oh, uh, yeah. Suarez I mean, picks it up. Suarez it, needs to pick up. Suarez, we need him at 280. So if Cozart leaves, but you, I'm changing bases on you, mm-hmm. next door to Suarez and Senzel. Shortstop. Shortstop. You know, Praza is going to take that if Cozart leaves, right? Yeah, he's and, the best. Who do you got at second, Jeanette? Yeah, he's probably the best shortstop outside of Cozart in the in the system from what I but understand. But it's not like Praza has stepped up this year. No, I mean, I'm talking about Maybe. defensively. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's Peraza is what Cozart was for a long time as a shortstop hitting. I mean, maybe probably actually Cozart even had some tough sub two fifty years. He probably walked more, of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. I, won't, I won't make any jokes, but I mean, a lot of things walk more than. So you're taking a chance if you. If nobody really comes calling for Cozart, do you, or if they do, it's going to be very minimal. Yeah, so I it's don't like think you're risking. Yeah, you're risking getting something, or, or not risking getting the sign yeah. for your dollars. Right. If you if you came to the Reds, if the Reds, and you were talking about a trade for Cozart, you'd lowball the Reds, wouldn't you? Sure, you would. Absolutely, yep. you would. And so the the thing is, if he goes on the if he goes files for free agency. Uh, the Reds have to offer a qualifying offer to have a chance, and that qualifying offer this year is going to be around fifteen million dollars, and nobody's going to pay him that. I don't one year. Yeah, yeah. I I, the Reds aren't going to pay that. Nope. And I don't think anybody else would either. So I think as good a year as he's had, there's some health issues, you know, questions. Can he stay healthy? And this year, and he's thirty-one years old. Obviously, this year is a is a blip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the positive uh, direction. Right, right. He probably won't be this good the next next year, but I don't think he'll become twenty four year old Zach Cozart again either. So, right. you know, unless he just is totally done. So, it's kind of like who can they get the most for on this team? I mean, they're not outside of a, you know Votto and Bailey are the two biggest contracts. So those aren't they're not going anywhere. Nobody's going to trade for Bailey right now. Actually, the third guy getting paid the third most amount of money on this team right now is Brandon Phillips. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I think it's Mezzarocco. I was going to say Mezzo. And then Junior. And Junior's getting yeah. Junior's still getting deferred money. Yeah. So. Well, if Iglesias goes, who do we have to step into the closer role? I mean, Lorenzen isn't 
lighten anybody. Storm was uh, a formal clo- former closer. Yeah, well, and you mentioned Ariel Hernandez as a future possible down the road. I think Duvall's yeah. the other guy who has who could trade value. Trade good tra- I think those are the two most. Jess Winker could be if somebody really likes him yep. and they got a perfect spot for him. All he does is get on base. Uh, yeah, but you don't want nobody's going to spend anything for a corner outfielder to not hit home runs. He hasn't shown any power. You don't you don't pay for a corner outfielder to get on base. Yeah, I don't. if he can hit fifteen <clears throat> to twenty homers, would you uh, keep him? Fifteen, even 15, fifteen to 20. to twenty for a corner outfielder is low. Um, I tell you what, though, and I, I did read something a while back about um, left fielders in recent years. That's pretty. That'd be pretty good for a left fielder. Uh, left field is left field has been a declining you've got, position. You've got Duvall with twenty. Well, he's he's in a, he's he's a, a, an, an, an exception to that rule right now. But I saw something a while back. I can't remember where it was. I give somebody credit for it. But they did some statistical look at different. It was they were talking about second base because second base last year was the greatest year ever for second baseman, and it was about how that's dropped back a little bit, which you would expect. Then they had it graphed out for all these positions, and left field has. Left field is not what it used to be. I mean, yeah, it took the Reds a long time to find a left. They had a good left fielder for like four or five years. All those years they won the divisions, they didn't have it. was a different guy every year, every year. Even Ludwig. When they, even when they won divisions, you know. Yeah. Ludwig. A different guy every year. It was a Ludwig. It was it was uh, Heisey. It was Gomes. Oh. It was all these guys, you know. And, and Heisey this weekend. Yeah, 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 he got to play against yeah. the Reds, so it was good got to see him. 200. Yeah. So, making room for, like you said, Sinzel. Winker, possibly, you could trade an outfielder. Should the Reds – okay, so I think we would agree, really, they're more sellers than buyers. I'm not sure they got a lot to sell. Kim, do you want to be aggressive, or do you want us to just see what we got? Let's give another year of grooming and see what we have before we get much more aggressive. That's tough. I, I think the key is because Tom would always say, we need pitching, we need pitching. To be successful, you have to have starting pitching. And right now, John mentions Ted Power. We mentioned Brian Price, pitching guru. How ready or how close to the cusp are these guys in the minors? Molly, Reed, Stevenson, and I'll put Jackson Stevens on the periphery. And and Garrett. I forgot about Garrett. How close are they to the cusp? Because if they're close and you think they're going to do something, then maybe, maybe I would hold serve a little bit. Okay. But I would certainly not give Cozart $15 million. No. Well, uh, the thing I always look at is, is team chemistry. I mean, look at our defense. Yeah, I know. I hate to break that um, up. And our hitting's been a whole lot better than we were we were whining about last year. Oh, Shebs. Um, yeah. Shebs. Shebs. <laughs> My and, favorite. And so, and look at our, you know, our outfielders are leading Major League Baseball in putouts. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing, you know. Yeah. Uh, assist. Outfield assist. One, the outfield assist the other, the other day. Yeah. And, and so I, and I would, today. I, it's, it's tough to, you know, do you, you know, when you start shipping out a Cozart and you got a Suarez that's leave, Suarez has improved his fielding tremendously this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I he's mean, young. He's yeah. young. I like Suarez. And then you got, you know, talking about, Desenzo coming up, or uh, Nick um, coming up to play third. You're you're interrupting some chemistry on defense. Okay, well, Suarez could play shortstop too. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you leave Peraza over at second. 
you know. Um, then, you know, our bullpen has stepped up this year, believe it or not. It didn't take too many steps. But um, so it's, it's left up to our starting pitching. So I, I'm with you. And it's almost like, well, we might want to, unless somebody makes us an offer that we can't refuse. Right, right. Uh, we might want to just. So, Jeff, let me ask you. The Nationals make that offer of Robles for Hamilton Iglesias. Oh, I'd do that in a second. Okay, so sure. that means they probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds too good to be true. I, I, you know. I'd want him to throw Heisey in, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if they can get their hands on a roll as Chapman in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Oh, Jockety wouldn't do it. No. Jockety wouldn't do it. No oh, man. Well, next week we're going to try to do a little You're the GM. Yeah. Propose a serious trade. So tweet us or Facebook us if you got any great trade suggestions. Um, or maybe we won't. Maybe our answer will be like, I'm standing pat. You know, maybe minor trades. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. So um, so we always had this segment of a throwback player, and we always let our guest do that. So, John, you're up. Who's, a, who's, right. a, who's an old red that you liked? Oh, I love this guy. And I found some interesting facts about him. Well, we like because, interesting facts. B- because if I told you the normal stuff, you're going to guess him right away. Yeah, okay. So it's going to be easy for you. But I found some interesting stuff that even if you guess him, you're like, huh, I didn't know that about him. <laughs> so um, anyway, <laughs> that's my preface. Like, that's your preface. Yeah. We're pretty good. But I, I just, I just <laughs> love Hey, hey I, you need to say when we're done here, you need to ask the question you asked me yesterday when we were visiting Bumpus. And I got the answer right. Oh, that's our that's my trivia question. Oh, okay. Right. So that we'll comes see, after we'll this. Yeah, that comes later. Yeah. Well, wonder if you don't even get mine. No, we'll, after I told you this is easy. <laughs> he told us it's easy. Now we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to choke. Yeah. In uh, 2002, he won the Tony Canigliaro Award. Hmm. Part one. Tell me what the Tony Canigliaro Award is. He probably has a do has comeback, to a comeback comeback player. comeback player. Yep, 2002. <laughs> no, no, nothing yet. And um, we need more outfielder. In doing that, what now? Outfielder. I'm not giving. That's okay. Go ahead. On. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You guys are. Oh. <laughs> He's always begging for hands. <laughs> I didn't beg yesterday. You you would like you were amazed. I was impressed. Yeah. Anyway, let's be impressed. Now. He led the National League in strikeouts in 1993. As a pitcher. Hmm. No, as an outfielder. Oh. Oh, no. what, what, what? <laughs> as a pitcher. As a pitcher. <laughs> so he won the Canigliaro Award in what year? 02. And he led the National League in strikeouts in 93? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. That's my cowboy impression there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Did we get him from the Padres or the Braves? Negative. Okay. <laughs> that was the 70s. That's two strikes and one swing <laughs> no, no, right no, there. No, 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 no. I'll tell All you. Right. Keep it coming. Uh, he was drafted by the Yankees in 84. Wow. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, earlier than that. Earlier than that. Oh, I know who it is. A pitcher? That was his major league debut in 84 for the Yanks. Oh, pitcher, right? I know who it is. Yeah, so do I. He uh, came up the same time as Doc Gooden. So I'll spit it out. Pitcher. Number 27. No, outfielder. Oh, you said, I thought you were saying pitcher. It is pitcher. So quit asking me that. <laughs> World, Series, <laughs> World Series MVP. 
What year? 1990. Yes, sir. Yeah, wow. that's what that's what. Jose yeah. Rio. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> love that guy. <laughs> I did not know he led the National League in strikeouts in 1993. I wouldn't necessarily known that, but. Yeah. The whole eighty four to because he because he was out for a while and he came yeah. he set out what how many years he like set four out four or five years yeah and then he came back and got the comeback yeah, yeah. got the comeback award yeah yeah and um, who was his father in law oh gosh Juan Marichal well, yep. uh, Marichal you're right yep. you're right you're right so uh, that's anyway good. that's good so what'd you like about him he had emotion he had uh, he it seemed like he. Uh, he enjoyed what he was doing. He had, like Juan Marichal, he always felt like he was having fun, and it felt like the team rallied around that, mm-hmm. especially in the World Series. I mean, what a performance. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, and if and, I remember correctly, he was a little bit in the beginning was the bullpen and starting. He was back yeah. and forth, and he was getting comfortable in each role. Yeah. And when they moved him out of the bullpen to starter, he didn't want to do that. But then obviously in the 90s, he wasn't even, just took off. Yeah, and he wasn't even the Reds' best pitcher in 1990. No, um, lefty. I mean, the yeah, was. he was. Yeah, uh, Jackson's yeah. big year was eighty-eight. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, right. Eighty-nine, ninety, what? Technically, Browning had better stats. Browning had better Rio. stats. Jackson's near Cy Young was, award was eighty-eight. Was eighty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You always want to think it's that year because that's yeah. the year they won it, but yeah. he was average right. that year. Yeah. So. But I mean, man, I mean, who would yeah. thought that uh, Lou would put him in as the starting pitcher in the World Series? He was dominant. Boom. Yeah. Well, that was a great series. That's good. That was good, that was good John. John. We like that. Back. Jose Rio. Got to like be positive really, here, Reds What fans. really was good was the Coniglario Award in '02. Yeah. And it started with the Yankees. At '84. But when you said '84, we knew. Yeah, yeah. We knew yeah. right then. I knew then. Because yeah, we talked that was, about it. That was the. That was the one. Because we had that discussion that Rio and Gooden came up at the same time in New York as two young kids. Yeah. And Gooden got the better of it at the time, but. Rio was a good one. So, all right, well, let's move, segue right into our baseball card recollections where we talk about some <laughs> old, other old things. So I got a couple cards here. All right, I got to take my glasses off because I can read a small print. Um, I have a Jesse Jefferson card, pitcher for the Blue Jays, and this is a 77 Tops card. You guys remember a guy named, you remember Jesse Jefferson at all? Does I remember name the ring card. A bell? That's hard. That's all right, card, you just remember the card? All right, well, this one... I chose this one because this kind of makes me laugh. All right. When Jesse has his control, he's almost unbeatable. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> hey, if I had my control, I'd be unbeatable too. I think a Topps intern did that. <laughs> if Bronson Arroyo had, had any control this year, he'd been unbeatable too. All right. And this is what. And this is about a guy at the time who had had 335 innings pitched in five seasons and had an ERA of 527. Ooh. But when he's got his control, he's almost unbeatable. Ooh. And then after that, it talks about his minor league uh, oh. accomplishments. Not too good. Not too good. <laughs> Not too good. But the thing about Jesse is he went on. He finished. He ended up pitching uh, nine years um, through 1981, and he finished with a 481 ERA. And a little over a thousand innings, so he got better. Good for him. So well, he, many, he must have had some un, a good control and unbeatable days after this. <laughs> how many strikeouts and walks days? Oh well, you got no, you want to no. know all the real stuff. One hundred eighty-four strikeouts in three hundred thirty-five innings and two hundred twenty-eight walks. Not a good strikeout to walk ratio. No. 
That was through 76. That's the uh, <laughs> statement on the card. <laughs> so now I have a 1976 card the of a Cardinals reliever, Al Roboski. Mad Hungarian. Yes. You have a you kind of look a little bit like him. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the you got the uh, goatee going. And you need a little more. He had more bushy one. Yeah, but you got the hat on, red hat on backward. Yeah. You, 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 it's a little little resemblance. Yeah, I like that guy too. Yeah, yeah. Even though so, he was a cardinal. So, the the note on the back of this says Billy Hamilton. Did you know there's another Billy Hamilton in Major League history? Really? I think play for the Rangers. Oh no! There's no. Oh, there, I would guess no, that too. There were no Rangers when this guy played. There were Texas that, Rangers that long ago? carrying guns and riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> that long ago. Bumpus may have faced him. Right? Bu- well, Bumpus might have played against him. I should have looked that up. He scored 196 runs for the Phillies in 1894. Now, do you think 196 runs in a season is still a record? Wow, it is. How many games did they play back then? In 132 games, and I don't know how many games they played, but he scored 196 runs. It's still a single-season record. The closest, and this was in what time? What year did I say it was? 1894. 1894. Uh, Bumpus was out of baseball. Hmm. Oh. He, he just missed him. Well, he might he might have played against him before that. <laughs> uh, the closest in the modern era, being post 1901. Uh, was Babe Ruth in 1921? Babe Ruth scored 177 runs, so that's wow. the most in the modern era. Wow! Uh, he was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1961 by the Veterans Committee. Now, this Billy Hamilton could hit. Right? <laughs> could he run he, though? He yes, he could. And I'll get to that. He had bat. He won batting titles in 1891, batting 340, and three eight, and in 1893, batting 380. In 1894, he hit 403. He was fifth in the league. If he was fourth on his own team, <laughs> it's, he was, so he's fourth on his own team. And um, a guy named Hugh Duffy, who's also a Hall of Famer, uh, played for the Boston Bean Eaters, uh, batted 440. Okay, he's a career 344 hitter and a 455 OBP in his career. So if our Billy had those Billy numbers, he'd be headed for Cooperstown. So yes, he it's would. a different era, but still. So he led, and you asked if he could run. He led the league and stole on bases five times. He stole 100 plus four times, and he had 914 for his career. His first two seasons were in the American Association, which was the forerunner to the American League, um, became the American League, and he played for the Kansas City Cowboys. You ever, can you imagine that? Hmm. Uh, and then he played six years with the Phillies and six with the Boston Bean Eaters, who were also later known as the Boston Doves the Boston Rustlers, and finally the Boston Braves in 1912. And, of course, to Milwaukee, to Atlanta. Right. So, interesting stuff. So, our uh, three old Reds fans stumper last week was, who was the last Red to get two hits in an All-Star game? Do you have any idea? Yes. Who? Barry Larkin. No. Right era was a teammate for a while of his. That was the guess that our listener, our uh, listener on Twitter, Concepcion. Made. No, later. Nineties, early nineties. Billy Hatcher. No. Was he even an All Star? I don't know if he was ever an All Star. I don't know how many times this guy was an All Star. Actually, I didn't look it up. Batted leadoff. You want to give him a hint? Uh, what's, oh, I did. I just said he batted leadoff. Who we got him from? Oh, we got him from the Padres. 
Uh, what position? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. He played a number of positions. Yeah. Little guy. Yep. I, oh. Yeah, you can see him right now. Yep. <laughs> He's going to know it when you say yep. it. Yep. Yeah. All right, who was it, Kim? B. B. Biff Roberts. There Biff Roberts go. in 1992. Did I say Biff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Biff You were looking at me and you said Biff. It's so understandable. Yes. It happens. So, Biff Roberts, 1992. Okay. So, let's go ahead and do this week's, and then we'll get on to some other, couple other things. But let's go ahead and get this week's in. And Kim actually guessed this. I was... Quickly. Very quickly. I was I quite impressed. Now, we don't give this over the air, so if you know it, you can't say it because we gotta give people a chance. Okay. And we'll dis- we'll disclose the answer next week. Which former Red was the three thousandth strikeout victim of Bob Gibson in nineteen seventy four and Nolan Ryan in nineteen eighty? That's a heck of a question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I stump. I didn't find it like on a list of trivia questions. I was just looking up some stuff and came across it. Well, Kim's a walking uh, encyclopedia. Of so he he guessed baseball it. Nonsense. The second one. The Ryan one was what, because of that. That's how he thought of it. He didn't know about the first one, but he remembered the second one in 1980. Yeah, yeah. So that's how he got it. So we'll give that answer out next week. So analytics time, our stat of the week. <laughs> well, we're not really gonna go into a real stat this week. My purest friend, Kim. Um, we were watching a game one night, and he was fussing about something. <laughs> Peraza, shortstop. All right, and so he's he's got an idea for a new saber metric. I don't think it. I don't know that it'll take hold, but maybe. <clears throat> I hope he thought this through. Well, and and Peraza now is probably one of those off the. Was he playing shortstop that night? He's a shortstop, and and after he did that, he goes like this. And, you know, my bad, and it was it was his bad. And what happened? But it was a hard shot right to his left. A tailor-made double play, right in his glove, falls out, quickly goes and scoots it, just in time to get the guy at second. Didn't get the guy at first. That ticks me, because you want to make the play. And I played shortstop growing up. You want to make the play. And so I texted. Well, I played second base, and I always wanted to make the relay throw. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if I the shortstop, and I played first, and I played first base, I just wanted somebody to throw it to me. <laughs> uh, that six four three just didn't work with us, did it? No. And and so I'm sitting there, and I text those guys, and I said. I think because Jeff understands these saber metrics, he reads them and understands it. And for me, it's a just little like, bit. You know, I don't care about it. <laughs> give me average, give me ERA, give me things like that that I'm used to. Yet at the same time, I don't discount these. It's just so many. And so, as a matter of fact, when I came up with it, one of them responded and added a plus to it at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was me. And so I said, "All right, since we've been talking about saber metrics, why don't we have a small e?" Uppercase DP with well, an error on the so it's not ruled an error because you can't assume right. Well, you yeah you can't assume a double play so there's no error on Peraza because you got an out at second so right. you can't something so, so nobody gets have an a error. list of EDPs if fielded cleanly in the opinion and the judgment of the official score it was a definite DP double play. I think that would be interesting just to see because even in that same inning. With, and, and they got out of it, the Reds did. 
In that same inning, one announcer said, if, per- if Peraza hadn't bobbled that ball, the Reds would have been out of this by now. Yeah. I think it was against Arizona with Bailey pitching. Mm-hmm. And saved a pitcher, you know, right. another 12 pitches. Right. And so yeah. so it goes down. As, so Peraza's EDP would be, what, one now? <laughs> so the higher the, higher the number. <laughs> no, we, we got to do it plus. We got to do the average is 100. So every time you turn a double play, we subtract one, right? No, you divide by. <laughs> so and every time, what's the EDP plus? What's the plus? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, we'll come up. So with we'll, one. we'll figure it out. We're working on it, and we'll we'll uh, when we come up with a really good plan, we'll send it to saber.com <laughs> or saber.org and see if they'll incorporate it. the uh, EDP. I'll draw out the mathematical equations. <laughs> there you go. I'm a doctor. The, doc- <laughs> Put, the more parentheses and letters, the yeah, better. That's yes. Right. Symbols. We like symbols. We don't know what the heck they mean, but we like them. We may have to have a consultant tell us. But we but we got to have an EDP plus to go EDP with plus, it. RC yeah. Cola plus. <laughs> okay. All right. Most important thing is what's your choice for the donkey name? You got one? Yeah. What? Cazado. Cazado. Mm-hmm. All right. You got one? How about Bumpus? Bumpus. Bumpus would be good. They don't even know. They don't, why would they care about Bumpus, though? We care about We Bumpus. care about Bumpus. <laughs> yeah. um, 643. How about that? If you gave him a number. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Uh, Star. He was because it was the All Star. We just call him Star. Shebs Plus. <laughs> Shebs Plus. Shebby. Pal Joey. Uh, Hee Haw. How about that? Anyway, you can if you actually come up with one you really like and you you think you can the Reds have a thing going, you can email to yeah. donkey at reds dot com and say a name and, and don't they have a website that gives you the ground rules, so to speak? I don't know. But I just know that you can email it to them and Cozart's gonna look at all of them and make a decision and then whoever he picks or if a lot of people suggest the one he picks, I don't know, they're gonna do some kind of prize or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's all. You know your team's having a little bit of a tough season when this is enjoyable. This, this is enjoyable. <laughs> this might be the only thing we talk about next week. <laughs> hey, did you see the donkeys on the field? Yes. <laughs> Three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Did you see uh, Teddy Teddy Kramer come out to give Dusty a hug? No, I did Remember, not. Uh, you know who Teddy Kramer is? The um, He was Todd Frazier's little buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, the yeah. kid, yeah, yeah, right. Yep, he came and gave Dusty a hug. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look at Dusty. I mean, how many people didn't like Dusty? Look what he's doing. I mean, he's got talent, but you got that's a lot of ego on that team to, to manage and, 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 and keep going in the right direction. And um, You heard what Bryce wanted to do for the All-Star game? Did you hear his idea? No. Whoever had the most votes in each league gets oh. to pick his own team. Right. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Good idea. Talk about egos. Egos, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, without further ado, are we done? Anything else pressing? I just want to thank John for coming. We tried exactly. to get we tried to get Dr. Johnny Helmick here with us one time before, but I think he were in Michigan fishing or something like that or Probably. What have you? But uh, watch out! I Skype in from the lake. And John, well, a couple if... of years ago, you used to have uh, Reds tickets for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. I, yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Glad to have yeah. you. I mean, I'm sure we'll 
find time to do this again. We'll be, I mean, we got about, you know, we're old, but we ain't that old. We got a lot of years left. <laughs> if, the, if the Reds don't kill us first. <laughs> all right, well, join us next time, and we'll pretend to do what all fans think is easy, and that's be GM for a day, right? Mm. Uh, and I'll share my great idea for a trade involving Scott Shebler. Yes. Uh, you would give my up beloved Shebs. Uh, you would give my up beloved Shebs. It might be a joke too. You have to <laughs> you have to turn in and listen if I'm going to be serious about that or not. Um, and finally, we hope to be talking about a winning streak, or at least a series win, or at least a win. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Any just, win. Give us the oh, 40. I will be there. I will be there Thursday at Getaway Day. Oh. Okay. Castillo is pitching. All right. Well, I hope the Reds don't let the door hit him in the backside yeah, on the way out of town. Yeah. All right. Well, until we meet again, go Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds.